Today's episode of Dog Nation Daily is brought to you by Kroger, fresh for everyone. Presented by DogNation.com, this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. Here's your host, Brandon Adams. I begin today by telling you what you already know. It is great to be a gator hater every single day of the year, but there are some days when it is just a little sweeter than others, and this is an example of that. Because the more things seem to change, the more they seem to stay the same when it comes to Georgia just absolutely kicking Florida around all over the place. Uh, Another example of that yesterday, as five-star cornerback A.J. Harris commits to Georgia over Florida and a host of others, but this was really seemingly a Georgia-Florida battle head-to-head that that, that Georgia won. You'll remember, actually, on yesterday's show, we talked about Harris. And what we said at the time was, is that it was probably the most dramatic moment of the 2023 recruiting class thus far in that cycle 23 cycles what i mean to say probably the most dramatic moment of the 2023 recruiting cycle thus far in that harris was supposed to visit florida this weekend and this was supposed to be the florida chance for the big pitch in the official visit to to really go ahead and seal the deal for florida with a player they had been pursuing for quite some time you'll remember if you heard yesterday's show we talked about this and what we said was hey there was a lot of growing chatter on the internet that florida visit wasn't taking place we'll talk to jeff more about this later on but it certainly seemed like that georgia was doing everything it could to convince harris he didn't need to go see florida in gainesville we joked in yesterday's show never a hard thing to convince us that a trip to gainesville is not worth your time but maybe if you're a recruit and you're a younger person you're trying to make sense of the world maybe he did hey maybe i want to go see what they've got uh in in store for me certainly florida was working to get him on campus because if you could get him on campus you could kind of drown out some of that visit high that may have existed from when he recently stopped by to see the university of georgia but ultimately not only did georgia convince harris not to take the florida visit george was also able to convince harris that now is the time to be a part of this class here for uga so the five-star cornerback is in the fold highest rated member now of the 2023 class yeah there you see that i love this maj harris who says i'm going to forever live my name when i die i'm going to stack up that money forever and ever uh is it how many zeros is that is that a hundred thousand percent wow a hundred thousand percent locked in and committed i'm home uh you love to see that and also a, a great look at that uh that arch style throne that Georgia's put together right there. I think that's a good looking thing. It's a great looking edit. That's one of the sharper ones I've seen there in uh, quite some time. Uh, I love the national championship trophy doubled up to kind of flank that on both sides there, kind of the mirror image. Just a great look there from AJ Harris. And I don't think you can fully appreciate the win here for Harris without fully appreciating the backstory that gets us to this and the way in which Kirby Smart has once again sort of, you know, dunked Florida's head under the water here when it comes to a major recruit. And and to fully appreciate this, let's go all the way back to last fall when Georgia had beaten Florida once again and the talent mismatch on display there seemingly a big reason why this is at the time when then Florida coach Dan Mullen was going around talking about how you know uh, he was getting pressed for why he didn't have better uh, players and you know this is when he kind of dropped the line about hey we'll worry about that and come recruiting season one of those phrases that just sort of hung in the air and you knew was going to be a dark cloud over Mullen for the rest of his tenure and it turns out that tenure wasn't very long but conversely when Kirby Smart was asked about the role that talent and recruiting wins play and beating up on Florida year after year after year and the other big wins that Georgia is enjoying Kirby Smart never holds back on this in terms of laying out just how important that is. So to understand what it means for Georgia to beat Florida for another elite recruit, let's go back and hear Kirby on the subject of recruiting after Georgia beat Florida on the field again last fall. This was Kirby back then. You have to. I mean, guys, if you don't recruit, there's no coach out there that can out-coach recruiting. Okay, I, I don't care who you are. The best coach to ever play the game better be a good recruiter because no coaching is going to out coach players. I mean, anybody will tell you our defense is good because we got good players. So spending time on the phone, you know, spending time with people at your house, spending time with people when they come to your campus. You know, I'm not with my family when I'm doing that. My family sacrifices so that I can go and spend time with other people's families so that we have good players. So, you know, that's 25% evaluation. 
that's 50% recruiting and another 25% is going to be coaching. But if you don't recruit guys, you got no chance. Just go look, look at the best teams out there. They, they got good football players. And that's the reason I believe in recruiting. And I believe you better always be recruiting, always be recruiting because if you're not, somebody else is. That was smart in Jacksonville last year, pointing to recruiting for why Georgia's beating Florida on the field. And that's the context for Georgia beating Florida again for another elite commit in this case, uh, five-star cornerback A.J. Harris out of Phoenix City, Alabama. Now, let me give you one kind of quick aside here for a moment. I'm going to get back to the main topic at hand. If I was Kirby Smart, I don't know that I would be able to say what he says right there. And this is one of those things I don't think we should lose sight of that it would be human nature for smart who always hears about well you're a good recruiter but what happens those players once they get to georgia like when you're always hearing with that kind of thing i think it'd be very easy to become somewhat defensive about that and say hey you know i'm coaching these guys up look at my results as a coach look at what i'm doing it's not all about recruiting this is about me as a coach I have to admit that if I was in Smart's position, my ego might take over and my and my words might be led by my ego. I'm not proud to say that, but it's probably, to a certain extent, probably true. The fact that Smart, who has been kind of backhanded, complimented as he's a recruiter and nothing else, the fact that he doesn't shy away from admitting and acknowledging the importance of recruiting, he kind of leans into his brand there a, a bit, I think speaks to to him as a leader that he's not one of these guys going to be overtaken by ego or driven by that that he is going to keep working and grinding and he's going to be burning the candle at both ends to make sure that georgia has the best possible players even players that a lot of folks in the industry thought were definitely going to go to the university of florida if you're watching on video i'll put a finer point on this for a moment if you're not i'll describe this to you there's a guy named hayes fawcett and hayes i don't know him personally he's a young guy i believe incredibly talented when it comes to creating the kinds of edits that recruits like to share when it comes to making their announcements or making their finalists things like that it's good to have a niche in life you have a personal brand it gives you a chance to stand out in the crowd and Fawcett clearly has that when it comes to creating these edits well last night on social media some of y'all shared this with me uh, I think this is amazing and it just speaks to the, the the level of disappointment that exists in Gainesville today because of the uh, the commitment of Harris can, can we show this on the screen here from Hayes Fawcett so uh nc dog four shared this with me uh, and so Fawcett put this out there and if you're not listening i should say if you're not watching on video i'll try to describe this to you so Fawcett's caption on this image is sorry florida fans this edit had been in the vault since april and i worked too hard not to put it out there it is beautiful I and mean, it is a thing of beauty uh with uh harris wearing kind of the old school almost like starter style jacket in the middle there doing the gator chomp up top uh, for whatever reason there appear to be a couple of flying shoes in this edit too which i think is really funny i don't know if that's intentional or not uh but that's kind of funny there on that but here's the uh, very talented edit creator holding on to the aj harris to florida edit all the way back since april that is how much of a gut punch georgia gave florida there yesterday now i'm not making fun of hayes on this because i think he's a terrific artist and great at what he does but boy it's pretty easy to make fun of florida on that that's how in the bag they thought harris was and that is the kind of recruiting win that uh georgia went out there and got and the timing on this not uh, of this is not lost on us either because this comes at a time in which florida is also trying to impress upon other recruits that billy napier is building something this is the place they want to be but when a guy they were sure they were getting is just like that on the drop of a hat choosing to go to georgia my gosh how do you even sell that as a message when when georgia's taking the players that uh, that you thought were going to be in the fold there for quite some time we even kind of had some fun with this a little bit yesterday too it's like a lot of florida fans were so excited about getting janelle aguero the five-star safety in the midweek official visit and they love some of the stuff that aguero was saying on social media we sort of laughed this off yesterday saying listen you're going to give the guy some free meals and give him a nice place to stay and take good care of him you know the least he can do is give you a good yelp review the least he can do is give you a good you know social media review and aguero put this out on twitter yesterday too uh, of a guy that had just visited georgia went to a florida can we show janelle aguero here please 
that oh, Coach Napier is building something great at Florida. We said on yesterday's show that this doesn't mean anything. It's not the kind of thing that stands out to us as significant in any way. Uh, but to think that Florida fans trying to buy into that message with Aguero on campus, at the same time a fellow defensive back like A.J. Harris is making the commitment to Georgia, it just sort of speaks to how difficult Florida under Billy Napier has found it to build anything because of the behemoth that exists for the University of Georgia. And listen, if you're a Georgia fan, you've kind of gotten used to this over the years and you never get really tired of it, but you've gotten used to major recruiting wins. They come and they continue to seemingly flourish year after year after year. But for me and a lot of us around here, some of them are just a little more sweet than others. And anytime you get to go out against your hated rival, the rival we believe is Georgia's number one rival, anytime you're able to go out there and take a player from the Gators, especially one they really thought they were going to get, that makes it even better. What a great way to start the weekend. Georgia getting over Florida in a big way and adding a major member here to this 2023 class. My name is Brandon Adams, and this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans presented by Kroger. Good to have you a part of the program today. A lot of platforms, however you get to us, video starting at 945, first and 15, dognation.com and the Dog Nation app. 10 a.m. on video after that, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, on the radio at noon, on Athens Sports Radio, 960 The Ref, and as a podcast, Apple, Spotify, everything else. A lot of different ways for you to get a part of the program. We're glad to have you with us as we do it here today a lot of news to get to related to georgia we'll cover throughout the program a lot of it recruiting stuff too we'll do more of that here in just a moment before that though let me remind you my great friends at kroger let me also remind you about a big event you got coming up here in the atlanta area that kroger's a big part of and wants to give you a chance to be a big winner when it comes to that there as well how about the big race weekend sweepstakes courtesy of our friends at kroger they bring the show to you today and they're bringing this great contest opportunity to you there as well you're gonna be having 10 first prize winners we're going to receive two tickets to the cup race there in atlanta on july 10th now all you got to do is enter now for your chance to win the uh, website to go to is racingprizes.com slash atlanta that's racingprizes.com slash atlanta and you could potentially be a big winner of what do we say 10 first prize winners going to be uh getting a pair of tickets there for the big race it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm really happy to have two races back in atlanta again i think that's kind of cool and i think it's really cool that kroger's doing this giveaway there as well so uh make sure you check that out as we head towards the big event get involved right now while you uh, have a chance to do just that all right i told you before a lot of recruiting on today's show that's jeff Sintel coming up in a moment we'll go around I should say we'll go on the road, assisted by AAA with uh, Jeff Sintel here in a moment. We're going to go around the doghouse, though, right now. I'm going to step away from recruiting here for a moment because yesterday there was also other big news as it relates to Georgia. Connor Riley had this force at dognation.com. UGA tight ends coach Todd Hartley getting himself a big raise. I think it's up to, what, what $650,000, I believe the number is. That's going to make him the highest paid tight end coach, essentially highest paid tight end coach in the entire country and i don't think there's any georgia fan who would say anything other this is well deserved for him it has really been remarkable the way in which hartley has raised the profile of the tight end position there at georgia this has gone from being you know maybe in other years what you sort of think of as kind of an afterthought type position in a lot of programs to now this is really a glamour position at uga the success that Brock Bowers had last year, one of the best players in the entire country, really one of the faces of the Georgia program for the upcoming year, the energy and excitement that exists around a guy like Eric Gilbert, a guy like Darnell Washington. By the way, Washington had some great things to say on social media the other day about his outlook for the upcoming season. An incoming freshman like uh, Oscar Delp, who really mentions that success of Bowers and others as a big reason why he's coming to UGA. When you have this kind of energy around the position, of course you reward the guy that's providing that for the program. And I thought that Brett Scyther, when he spoke during spring practice, that's another one of the tight ends here in this Georgia roster, I thought he really kind of laid this out really well of, I used the word energy a moment ago, there is just a lot of energy when it comes to Georgia at this position. Obviously, Hartley gets a lot of that credit. Todd Monk, the offensive coordinator, to get some of that too. And this is what one of the players in that position, Brett Scyther, said about all of that going back to the spring. This is Scyther. I think it's awesome. Our, our playbook is so much fun to play with, especially passing game, and it's really tight end friendly. I think Hartley's had a good good role in playing with that too. I think he's an awesome coach. I think Munkin's an awesome coach too, and they like to get the ball to the tight end, so we can't complain. 
I love that. And there's a, if you're watching a video, a great picture of Hartley and his guys there on the screen, there, all smiles, everybody having a good time. And I think that Scyther's recommendation there of Hartley really stands out that sometimes when you've heard me say this before, thin slicing in life, you can just kind of boil something down to something pretty simple. If people are having fun, they're probably successful. And the degree to which Georgia Titans right now are having this much fun speaks to the kind of success they're having. But also there's this. Like this in college football is the best way to use the money, right? It's like, you know, it used to be everybody wanted to build like the nicest buildings, the biggest facilities. I'm not against that necessarily. I've just never been quite as convinced that commercial real estate was a straight line towards success, the way that some people think that it is. To me, it's really about people. Anybody who's ever run a business can tell you this, is that if you want to have a great organization, you've got to have great people in that organization. When you get good people, you've got to find a way to keep them. That's really the name of the game here. So, you know, build nice buildings, you know, expand Sanford Stadium, give Kirby Smart a gazillion dollar contract. But it's the coaches that work for Smart. Your ability to keep them, especially young guys who are upwardly mobile, keep them employed a little longer, keep them happy a little longer. Eventually, Todd Hartley may want to be a head coach or something like that. And he may move on to, to, you know, to go down that path. But for now, there's no other place but Georgia for him. And the fact that Georgia is able to give him this big raise just increases the likelihood that remains the way that it is. And I think that's a, a really good thing to be able to see. This is how it's supposed to work. When you have success, you're supposed to be rewarded financially for that. No one can deny the success that Georgia is having at the tight end position on the field and in recruiting. So, of course, Hartley would get a big raise. And that's exactly how all of that has played out. All right. So that is the story there. Obviously, Hartley a part of a lot of big recruiting wins for UGA. And speaking of recruiting, Man, we are on the doorstep of a lot of big recruiting news in terms of a big commitment Georgia has got. Maybe another example of Georgia holding off a player taking a visit to a UGA rival. This is interesting, too, on a couple of fronts. We'll deal with that. A lot of visitors coming in. A guy who's been all over it the entire time has been Jeff Sintel. So let's get everything from him that he knows, but all that's going on as we go on the road, assisted by AAA with Jeff Sintel right now. and across the SEC or wherever the recruiting trail may lead. Here's a DogNation.com insight. We'll say hello to Jeff Sintel on the road, assisted by AAA. George, obviously, it's a major commitment yesterday in the form of A.J. Harris. We talked about this some on video there last night. I was a little unstable with my connection, but still happy to be able to hop on there and uh, and get a little chat going with uh, our buddy Jeff and Connor Riley there, too. And Jeff, off the top of the program, I talk a lot about, you know, listen, for us, what's really fun is not just getting another five-star commit, but really snatching one from the jaws of the Florida Gators. That's really fun there as well. But listen, I don't want to short sell Harris as a player. This is obviously a big addition for for Georgia here on this. So if you don't mind, let's talk about Harris a little bit as a player here. It's a tall guy. That's one of the things you notice pretty quickly right away. You know, a little bigger frame than maybe sometimes you see with some of these cornerbacks we might talk about uh, a bit. But beyond that, what do you like about Harris as a player? Yeah, guys, good, 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 hearty uh, Gator tears. Happy Bulldog morning, I guess. Um, you know, so AJ, you know, the way I the way I try to cover these kids is Brandon, let's face it, like everybody Georgia recruits that has these major offers, the ones that they bring in now for official visits where we've been staying on hedges for a while now. We've been saying on uh, your program for a while now that Georgia is gonna be very uh, right out of the gate with their officials. You only get fifty six allotted official visits every cycle, um, with a recruiting class. I believe that goes from August to July thirty first of the previous year. But it, these guys that Georgia recruits are all very good, very talented. He's a five-star, the nation's number five corner. I think, I think really you say the number five there. I mean, if you want to pick, pick the top three corners in the country, if you have A.J. Harris's name in that list, nobody's really going to raise their eyebrows really too highly on that. Um, I really like his background. I really like how he works. I really like how he remembers. Uh, he was actually born outside the country. His father is retired military in the Army. Um, and so he's lived all over the world. He's got a worldly view. He understands uh, how to work hard. He's worked with o Oliver Davis, uh, one of the OD3, one of the best cornerback trainers in the nation. Um, Brennan, last year, here's a really quick story. Last year, uh, he blew up. I think he had his first offer was from Kansas, and then he really exploded around February, March, when everybody started to see him. Uh, 
he was working out with NFL guys. Like OD3 has a bunch of NFL guys he works with, including J.C. Horn. And I got to speak to J.C. Horn last summer when Harris was just incredible. Everybody was talking about A.J. Harris. He, he, he walked on water basically at the limited opening out in California a year ago when guys like Oscar Delp were out there. And really, J.C. Horn, first-round pick of the Carolina Panthers, who was an all-SEC cornerback, basically said, dude, if you're, wor- if, you're, if you're watching this workout with a bunch of NFL guys there, he said, you would not know that A.J. Harris is a high schooler. You would not know that he's a rising junior. You would, you would see his body, you would see the way he works, and you would say, oh, that's another pro guy. He fits in. J.C. told me, this was last summer, Brandon, he told me when he gets to college, he's going to be day one ready, ready to go, ready to play. He said that before his junior season of high school football in Alabama, that A.J. Harris was already ready to be an SEC cornerback wow. at that time. He's only gotten better. I know there's the, the they beat Florida out of this, but man, at one time, Brandon, it was Clemson. At one time, it was it was Ohio State. Georgia was always in the mix. And here's what I love about this story, besides how closely A.J. Harris walks with his faith and how he tries to put his almighty God into everything. That's what he said. Every time I try, every time I talk to him, he always tries to put God first in everything here. Uh, really raised right, really raised right by great parents. But flashback to June of 2018, and Pierce Sperling III and A.J. Harris were MVPs at Kirby Smart's camps. Those things are going on all this month. I'm sure some of our listeners and viewers and audience have sent their kids or they've heard about their neighbors or they heard about their fellow church members or whatever that have, that have gone to these Kirby Smart camps. Flash forward now to June of 2022. You know who the highest rated player on Georgia's commitment board right now is? For now, that's A.J. Harris. You know who's yeah. the number two highest rated player on that commitment board? For now, that's Pierce Sperling III. Those two guys, they dreamed about this a long time ago, and right now, they are the cornerstones of the class. That's really something, Jeff. That's really uh, a really cool thing to think about. One more thing on Harris that I just find fascinating is the kind of backstory here, where, and we talked about this on yesterday's show before we knew that Harris was going to commit to Georgia on, on Thursday night, which was, hey, you know, the Florida folks are really trying to get him to take that visit. Uh, the official visit to Gainesville this weekend, the, the, the internet chatter was is that maybe Harris was not going to do that. And I think we kind of described this as probably the most dramatic moment of the 2023 recruiting cycle thus far of, hey, was all this just a swerve and Florida really was his team or had Georgia successfully convinced him not to go to Gainesville? Something would be very easy for me to be convinced of doing, but maybe with recruits, not always the easiest thing to do. Uh, How interested are you in kind of the backstory of, of all of this, of not just impressing him during a visit, but convincing him not to take the other visit, in this case, to the Florida Gators? I think we may have lost Jeff there. Let's see if we can get Jeff back on, uh, get him up and running, because I think this is uh, important stuff to be able to address, and we'll do that with Jeff here. But as you may have remembered on yesterday's show, we we talked about this, that, hey, you know, and we actually used uh, Mr. Harris, Harris's father, and what he had said on social media about how, hey, we were very impressed by what we saw at Georgia, Florida kind of the next one up here. Uh, I think we have Jeff ready to go. So, Jeff, I'll bring you back in on this. Just the backstory of what it took to convince Harris not to take that Florida visit here this weekend. Yeah, Brandon, so, so there's always a lot of intrigue on this. You know, things you hear, I mean, goodness, the, 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 the things that a guy in my position hears that he doesn't report, uh, I think that would be a pretty good uh, tell-all one day down the road or Really, you don't tell it all because that's not the way you do things as a professional reporter. But I think one of the things there is you heard that Florida was really in the woods deep there, really in the swamp deep there with Harris. Uh, you'd heard things like, you know, they were trying to get him to commit, kind of be that anchor of class, and you really get the momentum for Napier and Corey Raymond as the co-defensive coordinator rolling. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Hayes Fawcett, who everybody knows his name if you cover recruiting, that's the guy that makes the edits and the top lists and the commitment edits for thousands and thousands of players, probably hundreds and hundreds of five stars by now. He actually shared on his Instagram feed last night the commitment edit for AJ Harris with Florida. Oh yeah, and he said he he said he'd been holding on to it since April. Uh, he he worked so hard on it that he just had to let the world see it. And man, I got to think that's probably what the Florida Gators recruiting staff is thinking right now because. They worked so hard on trying to get A.J. Harris to join their class. 
to be synonymous with Florida football, like that Jumpman logo or, you know, golden shoes, or I'm sure you can think of a lot more clever, uh, a lot more clever avatars and icons for, for Florida football than I can, but didn't happen. I think really what, what, what this is really, Brandon, if you want to sit there and slap a helmet sticker on somebody's a helmet this morning or an attaboy on somebody's back this morning, I think it goes to Fran Brown. Because okay. Fran Brown was the guy that Georgia brought in. You know, let's just say I don't think that the, the relationship was optimal with Georgia over the last, you know, over, over the 2021 season. And Fran Brown quickly, I don't want to say, you know, not just repaired bridges or just created new bridges and connected really well with AJ. And Brandon, I got to say it, there's so much momentum right now around this summer in Georgia football. When you learned, uh, and this is one of the things I didn't really report for a while, when you learned that AJ Harris was coming in that first official visit weekend with a lot of guys, I think we try to cover our traces really well and just say things like, this was a weekend built with a lot of guys that were kind of leaning towards Georgia or feeling Georgia. And it was a way to kind of get a groundswell of momentum of guys that just look across the table while everybody's eating macaroni and cheese and chicken wings and going, and it looks like that dude's coming. I'm kind of thinking about coming, but that dude might come too, and that dude might come too. And that's the way Georgia was able to, right out of the gate, it's almost like Kirby Smart in Georgia is setting the curve on a lot of these recruiting rules and recruiting staples right now. They got the official visit first for a lot of guys. I can You see Sadir Mitchell right now is taking official visits. I think Sadir is in Texas this weekend. You see Deshaun Womack, he's at Ole Miss this weekend. And Brandon, Georgia hosted those guys two or three weeks ago, and everybody's got to try and come up to Georgia's level with how they host a recruit, not just the NFL pipeline, not just the national championship, not just beating Alabama. But Georgia always recruited very well, Brandon. And we, we, we've been looking at this kind of like a meteorologist looks ahead for the next week and tells you it's going to be 100 degrees. When Georgia, who already recruited as well as anybody in the country, they added even more impressive recruiters in Fran Brown and Brian McClendon uh, to the stable and Shadira Uzo Garibe. They got even better at recruiting when they were already optimum at recruiting. And then they have all this periphery now of there's really no negative stigma around the University of Georgia. A lot of players in this country, Brandon, they look at Georgia, and this is the first time we could ever say this. They look at Georgia and they say, you know what? Those next three years or four years at Georgia might be better than those next three or four years at Alabama or anywhere else in the country. And I think that's why a lot of prospects are excited. All right, very interesting. I want to talk about another player here for a moment that really kind of gives almost a similar vibe to the Harris story, at least if the internet chatters to be believed. Uh, Bo Hughley, who I think is a very interesting recruit in his own right because it's the classic example of a guy who's been in the class for such a long time. I think people have almost forgotten about him, forgotten how big of an ad this was for Georgia's offensive line. Important to reconsider that, I believe. But beyond that, you know, Hughley put out on Twitter yesterday that he was going to be visiting Georgia here this weekend. I believe that's an official visit. But this, the context for this is there had been some online chatter as of late that maybe Auburn was making some inroads on Hughley, and there were some Auburn fans who were believing that maybe they had a chance to to do something with uh with with Hughley there. How real do you think that was, and how much is this another example of of Georgia preventing another visit by a recruit to a UGA rival, and maybe finding a way to hold on to Hughley? Like like what's actually going on here? Because there has been a little bit of chatter online about Bo last few days, even though he's been in the Georgia class since gosh, I think September. Uh, almost you know, coming up on a year here, uh, but there's been a little bit of chatter about Hughley out there as of late. What's been actually going on there in your, from your perspective? Yeah, so um, let me tell you how I digested this stuff, Brandon. You know, I start at the middle of the week trying to put together the official visitor list for every weekend, every weekend, and I had an inclination that you might say that Bo Hughley would be, was going to be back in town this weekend, and I reached out to Bo, and it was on Hedges on Wednesday night where I just said, yeah, Bo Hughley's going to be back going to be an official visit and that's a good chance for georgia to kind of reinforce things when reality i don't really know how much reinforcement georgia really needed to do if you follow uh bo huglia for a while like i have now for well over a year and a half you, you see social media there's always a lot of pro dog stuff uh, i remember him tweeting at arch manning uh a lot trying to add him to the class you know that's the quarterback we won't remember a few social media impressions where Hughley was really angling really hard to have Arch Manning join the 2023 Georgia class. And sure, Brandon, he's taking some official visits, but I guess we got to add, you know, I know, I know you love the soap 
I know you love the ivory or the dial, the soap opera, hot soap turned up really high on our Friday conversations. So really, this one actually involves a member of the Migos, Quavo. Everybody knows him, friend of the program, yeah. uh, friend of the Georgia program. The guy on the sideline is Georgia wins these big, big bowl games in January now, uh, big football games in January now. There was a tweet where, uh, excuse me, there was an Instagram post where uh, Bo Hughley was putting uh, an orange heart and a white heart on a lot of Instagram messages regarding him and Auburn. And Quavo kind of jumped in there and he says, what's up, man? Or, I, I thought you were a dog. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm a dog for real, for real. So it was one of those things where even Quavo had to get in the mix there and yeah. be like, you, are we still good here? Everything all right? And uh, Bo Hughley, uh, the guy that loves him, some Starburst pink candies. I hope Georgia's made sure they got a lot of Starburst pinks in that hotel room for his official visit this weekend. But, Brennan, it's another really loaded class. I mean, I, you could make the argument that whether you're a defensive-minded guy or an offensive-minded guy, I think this weekend, the third weekend of June, could be just as important to Georgia's class as the first weekend of June because – there are a lot of heavy hitters, especially on the defensive side of the ball, coming to town this weekend. And I want to talk about a lot of those guys here in a moment. Let me try to do a couple other things very quickly before we get there. You had some interesting comments from Anthony Evans, wide receiver uh, at DogNation.com, talking about some negative recruiting that he's been impacted by, or at least you know folks have tried to impact him with when it comes to his eventual decision. And it kind of ties into something we said yesterday, which was, Hey, you know, you got to be real about the current state of Georgia and its wide receiver recruitment. It's always going to be a hot topic for UGA fans right now. You know, we referenced Brandon Ennis, who at one point in time seemed to be influenced by uh, the hiring of Brian McClendon as wide receivers coach, but put out his top six this week. Georgia not in there. You know, Evans talking about the kind of uh, negative recruiting that he hears. I know Georgia's going to be hosting a handful of uh, big time wide receivers here this weekend, but I guess you're still sort of left to wonder, you know, what chances does Georgia really have to kind of win those big battles at a position that it hasn't uh, won a whole lot of those there there lately? What do you make of the current state of wide receiver recruitment with a couple of big names coming in this weekend with what Evans told you and the fact that a guy like Ennis you know, didn't even really have Georgia on his top six? Yeah, so it's funny. Uh, you, you, you catch a lot of points there. Let me, let me just try and un- unravel the onion a little bit at a time. Number one, I think one part about, you know, everybody wonders, is college football broken? broken? Is college football recruiting broken? I think the one position where you're going to see a lot of NIL money influencing prospects is going to be at the wide receiver position because there's so many. Everybody looks at those guys as those sticks of dynamite and those instant offense to how you can sell tickets, you can have, you can really have an impressive aura around your program if you have a playmaking first round wide receiver. And that was one of the things that Georgia, uh, simply put, Anthony Evans said his biggest takeaway from his official visit to Georgia was how Georgia debunked, slam dunked, split, pancaked the notion, whatever you want to call it, about how, you know, blah, 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 Georgia wins a national championship, but you won't get developed. Or, you know, Georgia doesn't develop wide receivers. So, so Brian McClendon and Todd Munkin hit Anthony Evans square between the eyes with a lot of facts. Not a lot of people know this, Brandon, but there's really only – Georgia has had nine receivers picked in the NFL draft over the last 10 years. That doesn't even include Reggie Brown, doesn't include A.J. Green. There's only a handful of programs that have had more than that. There's Alabama at 10, there's also LSU at 10, and then there's Clemson and Ohio State at 11. Georgia is at nine. Uh, Other schools that seemingly get a lot more attention for offense or, hey, we throw the ball around Florida, I think they only had six. Uh, FSU only had two. Oregon only had two. Uh, Oklahoma, the school that tries to dub itself as wide receiver U a lot of times, they even have fewer wide receivers selected in the NFL draft in Georgia. So that was the big thing Anthony Evans needed to hear. He needed to know that Georgia could get into the league. Georgia can develop wide receivers. And he needed to know, because he hears from Brian McClendon about five times a week, that he's his guy, that he's one of his guys for this class. And really, uh, Anthony Evans seems like as fast as he is and as mercurial as he is, Kind of seems like he's going. Remember Benjamin Button, Brandon? You remember that movie where sure. the guy starts off old and then he grows young? That's kind of what the Anthony Evans recruitment feels like. He started off committed to Arkansas, then he decommitted, and then he was down to like a handful of teams. And now he's going to drop a top ten. He tells me soon he's actually visiting Texas A&M this weekend. And you know, before we sit there and go, "Oh my gosh, these are just kids being kids," I thought what Anthony Evans said was really real and genuine. 
He's like, man, I'm just a 16 year old kid. I got like 40 offers, 30 offers. I'm trying to figure all this out with all these grown men giving me all this great information and all this really good stuff in my ear. And I got to try and figure all that out. And for him, he sounds like he's still got a lot more thinking to do. He'd like to have his decision made before his senior year in, um, in September. And the reason why he was again, very honest, Brandon, he said, you know what? Cause I'm getting tired of people texting me all the time, telling me I had a good game or I had a good camp or they like this. And I have to respond to all those people all the time. Kind of like being the most popular kid in the, the most popular person in the neighborhood or with a, with the text message chains and everything else like that. I thought what Anthony Evans official visit did, but it, it gave Georgia a chance to sit there and say, you know why we don't, we don't throw the ball. We don't have the stats that those other guys do. It's because we're winning games, and nobody's throwing the ball in the second half when you're up by 30 unless you want to lose your whistle. All right, so let's do a couple of things here real quick before uh, we let you go. Uh, first of all, you had a great story at uh, dognation.com when it comes to the NIL stuff, and you mentioned that when it comes to wide receivers. Interesting to hear other prospects kind of weigh in on what kind of factor that is for them there. George, I thought in particular, uh, some of the stuff that Justice Haynes said was you know, particularly telling that, you know, for a lot of these guys right now, although obviously the money is a huge factor, and to be frank, you know, some people don't seem to be, you know, quite so candid when they talk about, the, you know, the true role that NIL is playing for them. For a lot of the guys that George is chasing, they still seem to be making decisions for, for reasons other than, than just the NIL, as Haynes said, basically being confident eventually that's going to take care of itself. And I think if you're a Georgia fan, you probably take some comfort from some of those kinds of words. What did you think uh, about what Justice and others said to you in that story? I tell you what, Brandon, there's some guys that are that are a muscle car type. There's some guys that are a speed car type. There's some guys that want to have a lift kit and everything going on with their truck. But I think Georgia has a type. And I think what Georgia has done is they've identified the really talented players they think can help them win more championships. But they also, that, that type means they feel a certain sort of way towards NIL. When I was doing that reporting, Brandon, I was putting that together over like two or three months. Every time I talked to a big recruit, I would sit there and say, tell me what you really feel about NIL. Now, I know nobody was sitting there going to tell me that, yeah, we just really want to we want to have the dollar signs. Like like what Lane Kiffin said, we don't care about development. We don't care about facilities. We don't care about jerseys, even those really stinking cool all-white Georgia jerseys right now. We want the money. I didn't expect anybody to say like that Jerry Maguire line that Coach, Coach Kiffin tells the world about. But some of them were very real, and it seemed like when I mean by a tight, it means like Georgia has identified the prospects at the top of its board that are not looking for NIL as an, in, an inducement to their decision, that are not looking for NIL as a, as, as a deal breaker or a deal maker or as the final arbiter for their decision. Most of them, Brandon, if you saw that, I went through a lot of guys that were high on Georgia's board that there's kind of great mutual feelings between a lot of them. And almost to a man, it sounded like what Kirby Smart was saying uh, during the spring meetings or what he was saying on Feinbaum recently or what he was been saying in his media appearances lately that, you know, that's kind of not, not kind of going to be the main thing. And if it is the main thing, that's not going to be the player that George is going to put together another championship roster with. And it also sounded a lot like what Kiaris Jackson said at the SC spring meetings, SEC spring meetings in Destin. All of them kind of realized that if you play out, you ball up, play hard, and you blow up, then you're going to get your NIL money where you're at, and you're also going to be part of a championship program. And all that's going to come once you get to the right school. And it almost seems like there was a lot of choir members echoing what Kirby and Sears had said, especially the ones that Georgia has really targeted in the class of 2023. We're on the road. This is about AAA with Jeff Sintel here today. And, of course, there are many benefits to home insurance through AAA there as well, not just uh, roadside assistance, something that AAA has been known for for a long time. But once you think about AAA for your home insurance there as well, one of those is claim-free reward. Now, listen to this. This is really cool. You can get cash back every policy year that you remain claim-free. You can see all the discounts that are out there for you by going to AAA.com slash home insurance. That's AAA.com slash home insurance. Or give them a call, 833-718-2075. That's 833-718-2075. 3-718-2075. And of course, subject is sub uh, coverage is subject to all policy terms, conditions, exclusions, and limitations. Discounts and savings opportunities subject to eligibility requirements, subject to underwriting requirements as well. Insurance underwritten by member select insurance company or non-affiliated insurance companies. Copyright 2022, the Auto Club Group, all rights reserved. So we've kind of hinted at this, Jeff, but as before we let you go, let's kind of give some final thoughts here. You got the big running back, Richard Young, coming in. You got a pair of big names out of the state of Alabama. Uh, 
Uh, this is a decorated list here this weekend, so give us a quick snapshot on that before we let you go. Yeah, Brandon, by the way, I got to tell you, your uh, your professional disclaimer voice sounds a lot better after Georgia just pulled a five-star away from the Gators. I don't know what it is. It sounded better. sounded on point this week. Good to hear. Um, you know, Hakeem Williams is a guy that's the impressive wide receiver. If you're looking at Georgia's receiver recruiting this, this cycle, I think Hakeem Williams is a guy that can come in and give you George Pickens-type production in year one. Of course, he's been getting loved up on. Let me sound like my grandmother would say that. Uh, getting loved up on right now by Texas A&M. And this is really a, a stakeholder decision for Georgia. If you saw Hakeem's social media, the big black uh, SUV, stretch SUV, pulled up to his home in Fort Lauderdale earlier this morning. He's on his way to Georgia. He's probably in the air right now. Um, that's a player that I think is, is really a, a really great instant impact, very talented wide receiver. A lot of folks think he's the number one receiver in the country, even though I think he's number five or six right now and number 40 overall. The other young man was in town last week, Tyler Williams. That's a guy that I can see. And he's barely played any football at all. He's barely been a receiver at all, yet he's 6'4", 200, right at the tip, tippy toes top of Georgia's board, it feels like. And, you know, that's a guy where you look at the two Williams, Williams receivers in this class. Both of them have special traits. One of them might be better for the next two or three years. One of them might be better in the NFL. Uh, that's a guy to look at. You know, Evans was there. You also – and I got to make sure, folks, if you think about anything for this weekend, Georgia just went and took a five-star out of Alabama, away from Auburn, away from Kirby Smart, away from all the other programs in the country. They're going to try and triple that uh, speed, put even more plates on the bar for the heavy lifting. They got two five-stars in the city of Montgomery. I'm going to tell you guys this till I'm blue in the face. Kirby Smart has kind of special powers, recruiting powers uh, in the city of Montgomery in Alabama. That's where he was born. Almost every coach and trainer in that area knows him very well. Uh, and you've got James Smith, nation's number two defensive tackle, number 13 overall prospect. Brennan, he's talented enough where I could say he could be a Bear Alexander. He could be a Trayvon Walker. He's that type of adaptable, versatile lineman. You should see him on the basketball court. And then they got a young man that I'm just going to switch crazy freak in Quay Rousseau, uh, Jaquavius Rousseau, also out of Montgomery. Uh, this young man, Brandon, he, he, he ran a track meet after a heavy squat day where he's doing 400 pounds on squats for reps. He, he's at a track meet. He still runs like an 11-3 in the, in the 100. Uh, he's a bench press 400 pounds. He does 350 10 times. He's the number uh, four edge in the country. He's another five-star, another top 30 overall prospect. He's only about 6'2 and a half and about 235, but it looks like somebody carved him out of granite from Mount Olympus. He's that talented. He had 16 sacks a year ago. That was even when James Smith wasn't even playing with him, uh, soaking up blocks on the defensive line. That's when James Smith was at IMG. Uh, really big visit, Brandon. Again, another thing that I'm going to, I'm going to say it's going to happen until it doesn't happen. Those two young men, they want to play together. Let's not confuse folks by saying package deal. They're just friends and they want to play together. We all know package deals means that one guy's a little bit better than the other and the university's trying to bring in the upper echelon player. And they're going to use the lower echelon player, the lower tier player to kind of pave the way for that. That's not what's happening here. These guys almost take all their visits together. When they're on a visit apart from each other, they will FaceTime and talk to each other during the visit. They're coming from Montgomery, Alabama this weekend. Very big visit for Georgia right there uh, as they try to maybe beat out Alabama for that pair as well. I mean, it's another loaded, crazy weekend. You got Bo Hughley. You got Hakeem Williams. Um, you've got another cornerback out of Miami. A four-star corner, Denver Harris, Daniel Denver Harris out of Miami. So it's it's another great great weekend for Georgia recruiting uh, in this month of June and July. I think it is going to be a different summer for Georgia football recruiting than we have ever seen. Boy, Jeff, that is uh, really interesting stuff. I'm happy to have your perspective on all of that. Happy Father's Day weekend to you. Hope you get a chance to enjoy that, and we appreciate you being here on the road. It's about AAA here today. Have a great weekend. We'll look forward to talking to you soon. Brandon, I got a shameless plug or shameful plug. Uh, my son, Kyle, uh, he turns 14 years old today. Oh, wow. Uh, just just want to say happy birthday to my son, Kyle. And, brother, you know how it is. When when your son's birthday is on a Friday and your and your Father's Day is on a Saturday, what do you think happens over there, man? What what, what good eclipses there during that birthday weekend <laughs> yeah. for, a, for a very deserving young man? I just wanted to 
I just want to tell everybody on the air, uh, happy birthday uh, to my son, Kyle. Who, uh, we're very proud of him, and he's 14 years old today. That's awesome to hear, Kyle. Happy birthday to you. Hope you all have a great weekend, Jeff, and uh, maybe you'll get a little bit of Father's Day time uh, to enjoy in the midst of the uh, big birthday celebration there. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a great weekend. Good stuff. Let's take a look around the rest of the league. This is SEC Through. So, indeed, happy birthday to Mr. Sintel's son there, and hope all of you are getting ready for a great weekend, whether your dad enjoying Father's Day or whatever else. Stay cool and enjoy these summer weekends because uh, this is uh, clearly the calm before the storm before the big season is on the way. And, by the way, speaking of enjoying yourself during the summer, I can't think of a better way to enjoy myself than on a Royal Caribbean cruise vacation. Yes, I can take something even like a birthday wish for Jeff's son and use that as a segue for an ad read. That's just what we do around here. A great time for you to be on a Royal Caribbean cruise vacation. And if you haven't made your plans to do that as of yet, well, listen, you got to do that because... If you're watching a video, I mean, you see all the fun stuff there. Look, look at the uh, the iFly simulator. The the, I mean, you got the bumper cars on uh, some of these uh, ships. Playmaker Sports Bar and Grill. I mean, you know, the, this is the kind of thing that really would not have existed on a cruise ship, say, a few years ago. Like the true traditional classic sports bar type thing. It's one of the specialty restaurants now though, that you find on so many of these Royal Caribbean cruise ships. I mean, you watch sports. I mean, I remember taking cruises early 2000s and even finding sports on a cruise ship was a difficult thing to do. Just watching TV in the middle of the you know Caribbean was just not an easy thing. But now it's just gotten a lot easier and you can sit right there in the Playmaker Sports Bar and Grill and enjoy all the big sports stuff that's uh, going on in cruise ship and have some great food while you're doing that. All kinds of really specialty restaurant options, whether it be Chops Grill, that's the signature steakhouse that's on each of the Royal Caribbean cruise ships in some cases you have uzami which is like a, a hibachi style restaurant you have a lot of really cool italian restaurants like giovanni's table things like that uh just a lot of really cool specialty restaurant choices you know the food options abound of course one of the reasons why we think you ought to check it out today and our friends of the cruise and vacation authority can help you do that you can find them online, tcava.com. That's tcava.com. You can also give them a call, 770-952-8300, 770-952-8300. That phone number, once again, it is a great time to have a Royal Caribbean cruise vacation, and I think you'll be really happy that you did that. All right, do you have the appetite for a little more bad news for Florida? My guess is you probably do, so let's give it to you. Fresh off the heels of losing out on five-star defensive back A.J. Harris, who, as you know, committed to Georgia yesterday. Oh, yeah, and by the way, one thing on this, just real quick, before I do what I was doing. Jeff said something that I wanted to remark on, and then I'll do more of the Florida stuff after that. Interesting to hear Jeff say, and I hope you heard this, and go back and uh, listen to it again if you missed it, that Georgia's relationship with Harris was actually not super strong prior to the hiring of Fran Brown as defensive backs coach. When Georgia hires, and let's admit it, we didn't know who Fran Brown was. I'm saying I didn't when he was hired. Obviously, you, you had some things in his resume that maybe you liked, but I couldn't have picked Fran Brown out of a lineup. So you're looking for evidence of, is this guy going to be a good fit? Is this guy going to be a big-time assistant in a place like Georgia? Well, the story that Jeff told, I think, is evidence that, yeah, he has a chance to actually be that because the way that Jeff tells it, hey, listen, when when Brown got here, Georgia was kind of on the outs a little bit with, with Harris. He had been Clemson, as Jeff said. Uh, he had been deeply floored as recently, you know, all, all the way back to April. And Fran Brown seemingly has changed all that. So a little bit of a uh, credit there to the new Georgia cornerbacks coach for the work that he did with A.J. Harris. But the point here is, is that on the heels of losing Harris to Georgia, Florida may be on the heels of losing another one there as well. And there is a lot of rumor and innuendo about this that is unconfirmed, but it is interesting nonetheless. What we do know for a fact is Jaden Rashada, a big-time quarterback, four-star prospect out of Pittsburgh, California. Uh, Rashada was supposed to make his commitment decision this weekend. and supposed to be at Florida there, too. This was going to be a big win, supposedly, for the Florida Gators, the class of 2023, the big-time quarterback prospect. But as Brandon Huffman from 24-7 Sports reports, Rashada is pushing back his announcement date. It's now June 26, and he's also announcing a final five there, too. It's A&M, it's Florida, it's Miami, it's Ole Miss, and it's LSU. And I think this kind of comes down to probably a little bit of Texas A&M, but right now it seems to be a Florida-Miami thing. There's a lot of rumor on the internet about, oh, maybe Miami's trying to make a big-time NIL-type offer 
to uh, Rashad, it's probably also somewhat ironic that John Ruiz, the Miami booster who's been so well connected to their NIL scene, actually met with the NCAA investigators this week. We'll let you figure out what all that might be about. But but the point here is is that Rashada was supposed to be, and maybe eventually will be, but was supposed to be the bedrock of the 2023 class for the Gators. They did not get a big-time quarterback last year. They're trying to get one this year, and this was, they were hoping, the guy they're going to build their class around, but he has postponed his commitment. Now, according to Rashada, that's the June 26th date is his grandmother's birthday, so as he would say it, there's a sentimental reason for uh, doing what he's doing, but the internet kind of is treating this as, had he committed this weekend, he was probably going to commit to Florida, and therefore any kind of postponement is not good news for the Gators. In fact, Florida fans themselves are, for the most part, I think justifiably so, treating this as bad news. So if you like bad news for Florida, you got that on a couple of different fronts here today. Now, this is not recruiting for a moment, but I think this is interesting, and I meant to bring this up a couple of days ago, and I just haven't had time to as of yet. Um, if you follow gambling at all, there's been something pretty interesting with some of these what you call look ahead lines or like the sports books call them games of the year where this time of year you'll have, you know, gold nuggies do this in Nevada. Now, a lot of different places do this both online, like, say, FanDuel and some of the uh, Nevada stuff. I think I think it's Circa that came out this week where they just give you some point spreads on a lot of the games for the upcoming year. In a lot of cases, these aren't like, you know, games they'll take really big bets on. It's kind of a low limit type thing for the most part. But it always generates a lot of chatter, these early point spread looks at some of these games. And one of the things that I noticed, the one that came out this week, which I believe was Circa, and and there was another one a couple of weeks ago that's kind of the same thing. Tennessee against Alabama was a much smaller underdog initially that maybe you would be led to believe if you care about this kind of stuff at all when the line was posted this week i believe it was either circa south point i believe it was circa uh those are sports books in nevada when the line was posted for that look ahead game to the third saturday in october tennessee was only about a six and a half point underdog to alabama and that was almost immediately bet up to double digits like ten and a half but this is an example of Maybe gambling markets, some of the analytics-minded folks that gravitate towards gambling, admittedly, they seem to kind of like Tennessee here a little bit. Now, the public's not buying at all, as you said, as I told you. What was a six-and-a-half-point spread immediately went to, like, say, ten-and-a-half, and there was another sports book early in the summer where the same thing kind of happened, relatively low starting uh, line on Alabama-Tennessee that pretty quickly moved double digits. But the fact that the books wanted to start it at a touchdown tells you a little something, maybe, that there's a little bit of analytics love. ESPN, FPI, for instance, SP Plus, for instance, they also kind of like Tennessee a little bit, too, right now. I don't fully buy this as a I don't think Tennessee's a top 10 team for the upcoming season. They may be a top 25 team. I don't believe they're a top 10 team. But this is one of those things where there have been a couple of examples recently of those folks, gambling types, who put their money where their mouth is. They've shown a little respect in the direction of Tennessee. The public has rejected that thus far, but at least wanted you to be aware of that. And we'll make that cruising around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean. And kind of an awkward transition here on Dog Nation Daily presented by Kroger because I have some sad news to deliver here. This was certainly sad to me and it'll be sad to you there as well if you're not already aware of this. You may know the name Kirk Warner. Warner was a tight end at Georgia going back to the late uh, 80s, early 90s and uh, uh, he has passed away. Um, He was head coach also more uh, recently and this is what a lot of you also know him for, a head coach there at uh, Liberty County which is the uh, same school where uh, Richard LeCount was. And very sad to see uh, that passing for uh, for uh, Kirk Warner. If you're watching on the screen there, you see a, a, a beautiful picture of him there at Liberty County, kind of pointing to the Georgia helmet, obviously proud of his alma mater, and also uh, a trophy there, uh, too, at Liberty County. And I didn't know Kirk personally. Uh, my understanding is he was battling cancer. He would, from time to time over the years, comment on some of our shows on YouTube. And I was always incredibly proud of that that anytime one of the former dogs stops in to, to visit with us in the comments section, I'm always really happy. And I was always very happy when Kirk Warner's name would show up there. I think one of the things that I you know will say here, though, is is that what Warner chose to do, you know, be a football player, you know, go through his time at UGA and then turn around and give back to the football community here in our state. 
I mean, it's just one of the best uses of life I think you can possibly have because we do truly believe that football is a change agent. It is a powerful vehicle to make young boys into good men. And when a guy like Warner goes through that football system, when he when he learns at the University of Georgia and takes what he learns and teaches that to the next generation, not just guys like Richard LeCount who go on to be, you know, you know, very well known and beloved by Georgia fans, but guys just down there in that Liberty County area, which, by the way, is a beautiful part of the state, uh, you know, guys down there that just go on to be you know, whatever, you know, uh, any other kind of walk of life, you know, you know, working professionally away from football, whatever they're doing. But how many men would say, hey, my football coach impacted me. My, my football coach was the guy that 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 made me into what I am. And Kirk Warner, you know, is certainly a part of a lot of those stories was at Liberty County for a long time. And uh, obviously a former dog there as well. I'm sure you'll hear from Richard account on this at some point in time about what he meant to him. But uh, sad any time a former dog leaves us. And we just have a very special place in our hearts for those guys who who dedicate their lives to high school football. And that's something that Kurt Warner did there as well. So to his family, we certainly send our thoughts and prayers, and we mean that sincerely. Uh, he will be missed and uh, want to take a moment to celebrate his life there uh, today as well. Now, kind of an awkward transition back to our normal commentary, but uh, do also want to remind you about our friends at the Finish Long Drink as we head towards the weekend there too. Obviously, enjoying time this summer and being outside and doing those kinds of things, and that's what the uh, – the finished long drink is all about for you. You can check out if you see on your screen there one of those eight can variety packs. That's two different cans of each of the four finish uh, long drink varieties. You can find that at longdrink.com. In fact, you can figure out where you can pick some up. You know, one of the things that I love to do is be on a golf course, things like that. And I, I tell you, a lot of the golf courses I visit, you see that finished long drink as part of the beverage options they have available. And when you're playing golf, man, there's nothing that goes better than a little bit of a finished long drink. So uh, check that out, thelongdrink.com. In fact, let me show you this on the screen here. Our buddy Mad Dog, who's such a prolific winner of uh, Golden Shoes, uh, he was enjoying himself some uh, finished long drink here this weekend. Do we have Mad Dog here on this, hanging out at the beach, enjoying a four-day weekend, drinking a little long drink, and listening to Dog Nation Day. There at the beach, holding out the long drink cranberry can. Mad Dog having a good time doing that. We've actually got some fun stuff we're going to be coming up and doing with our, fin- our friends at the Finish Long Drink here really soon. And so Mad Dog provides you a pretty good preview of that. Happy to see him enjoying some on the beach. And hopefully you can find your way to a beach or a pool or a lake or something like that there this weekend. And as you do in your nice ice cold cooler, make sure you pack some uh, Finish Long Drink to do that with you as you do. All right, so uh, speaking of Mad Dog, who is such a frequent winner of uh, golden shoes around here, let's give out another golden shoe here today. And obviously on this show, one of our themes today, as every day, hopefully, making fun of the Florida Gators. And listen, I always love to see parents who are raising their kids up right and making sure they're bringing them up the right way. And certainly an example of that today with today's golden shoe winner, Drew Thompson, shares this. both of his kids there at the pool they got the uh, t-shirts on gators eat boogers it says both those kids having a good time doing that and it's clear that drew's a good dad uh raising his kids the right way and you love to see them all smiles right there a lot of happy kids at swimming pools this time of year and we're obviously big fans of that and you love to see the kids showing off little gator hater credentials as they do that drew that's great to see by the way speaking of the lousy stinking gators boy how about a long title drop for them four thousand 908 days and our gator hater countdown 134 days from right now dogs back in jacksonville beating up on florida again recruiting wins a big reason why have a great weekend happy father's day to everyone we'll see you back here monday for dog nation daily presented by kroger and on the podcast i'm off the rs andrews podcast cooldown we'll take your comments either on twitter to me at dog nation daily or in the comment section of dognation.com uh bo robson shared this with me and it's just bizarre to me. Uh, first of all, you've heard Kirby talk about pro football focus before, but um, <laughs> so pro football focus puts out a tweet um, and the caption is, does it get any better than Jaheim Bell? Now you may be saying, well, who's Jaheim Bell? Uh, at least a lot of us would probably be saying that. Mike Renner, one of the PFF guys says that Bell is the best tight end in the country with the ball in his hands. Like, I don't even like get that worked up about stuff like this. But I would just say to like Mike Renner or PFF or whatever else, like Brock Bowers exists. I mean, I, I swear, I think there are a lot of people that just think that he's like a figment of their imagination or 
or he's like you know like like bigfoot or something like that like the kind of thing that only superstitious people even believe in like brock bowers exists um and listen all due respect to jaheem bell he is not better than brock bowers with the ball in his hand brock bowers like 14 or 15 touchdowns last year i mean i don't think that it has to be like i feel like i don't feel like the onus is on me to prove that point i feel like the point itself is self-evident uh, and it's not just PFF that's done this. Obviously, many of you are aware uh, Bowers was not a finalist for like the Mackey Award, which says a whole lot more about the people who decide the award than it does anything about Bowers himself. It is just bizarre to me. Uh, Bowers does exist, and it'd be nice to see a few more people acknowledging that from time to time. Um, Wyatt Fielding also weighing in on Pierce Sperlin III's tweet. Sperlin has become a pretty outspoken guy for UG on Twitter. And Sperlin's tweet yesterday was just simply put June, man. And first of all, June man would be a great superhero, but that's not quite the way he meant that. He meant the month of June and what it has a chance to be for UGA. And Wyatt says, we're not done yet, are we? And he's excited, gives you some exciting emojis and says, uh, what's next for Kirby Smart in Georgia? And indeed, there could be a lot next on the horizon for UGA. Exciting to think about all of that. So... Good stuff from Wyatt, good stuff from Pierce Sperlin, and great time to be a dog fan with another big and busy recruiting weekend on the forefront. Now, you've also got like some guys to watch other places. Janelle Aguero leaving Gainesville, officially visiting Ohio State this weekend. That's worth your attention. It's maybe some other things like that to, to take notice of. But um, we knew it was going to be a busy month. We knew there were going to be headlines flying fast and furious and rumors kind of there as well, and we are in the middle of it here at the moment. So follow it all. Hope you all are getting ready to enjoy a happy father's day weekend there too thanks for being here for our rs andrews cool down y'all find rs andrews online at rsandrews.com for your air conditioning heating plumbing and electric needs and go ahead and get that air conditioning unit tuned back up factory fresh specs obviously it's important to stay cool right now and it is not easy to do that air conditioning unit is working overdrive we'll make sure yours is ready to go for the summer that's still on its way here rsandrews.com for more on that we'll see you monday Dog Nation Daily presented by Kroger. We'll look forward to talking to you then.